time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking all about mobility changes, while Sasha loves the latest technology, and Jack just wants things to stay as they are. So here they are, the opinionated trio with a futuristic twist, the Roadworthy Drive crew. Real time, real opinion, real talk. Welcome to Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and information talk show. I'm Ken Chester in studio with the bright and brassy, always classy Sasha Little. We're so glad you're able to spend some time with us. For this whole hour, it's back to school as we take you to class about a new and amazing compound that promises to completely change everything you know about the coming wave of electric cars, trucks, homes, and your very life. Sasha and I will explain why we're so excited. For those of you who are new to the program and want to make your voice heard, call or text the Roadworthy Driveline that number... 872-222-9793. And the best part, it's available anytime. For those of you who would rather write, reach out to me at my email address. That's ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, we'll connect you to the show. Speaking of the show, please say a big hi to the sometimes caffeinated, (laughs) always opinionated Sasha Little. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, From what I understand, some uh, white stuff. It is headed to your neck of the woods. You, you do realize that the FCC does not allow cussing on the air. <laughs> you do not. You understand that, right? I mean, I, can I just point out the fact that you, sir, are are blizzard conditions starting up here wow. soon. Wow. Whereas I, in, in my neck of the woods, uh, 40 degrees. All you need to understand <laughs> is that uh, Alaskan Huskies... And a sleigh uh-huh. Uh-huh. is still mobility. Uh-huh. That's all you need to know. Yeah, but my Akitas will blow your Alaskan Huskies out of the water. Wow, wow, wow. Out of the water. Why, why are you going to be like that? Because I can, though. Where's the love? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, let's talk about a couple things from the parts bin. What do you got? Um, How about an automaker mm-hmm. who has a vehicle sharing service that now is going to allow other manufacturers Okay, now wait, 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 wait. Okay, so are you saw, saying something like Canvas, but no. now they're going to allow other... No, believe it or not, and, and I understand... The future world, of mobility yeah, coming I, from I Canvas. I, I right. understand that this is hard for you. <laughs> it is. But there's more to life than, than Ford's Canvas. I don't... GM has, for those of you that, that need to be in the know, uh-huh. GM has a outfit called Maven. That's and it, right. And it's its car sharing program. Right. Big news. Uh-huh. Maven will now allow non-GM branded vehicles on its platform. Their example, and brace yourself, like the Tesla Model S or Ford F-150 by mid-next year. Now, Mavis was something. It Maven. wasn't Maven. Maven. It wasn't quite like it wasn't Lyft. But, I mean, were they something where they were individually owned vehicles, like a peer-to-peer? Well, actually, Maven is kind of an umbrella for a variety of things GM is doing in the car sharing and car hailing service. Okay. Um, The car hailing, they were going to use autonomous Chevy Bolts. That's Bolts with a B. With a B, yeah. Starting next year. Right, right. That was under the ride hailing part of Maven. Uh Uh-huh. The car sharing part was allowing... I believe GM owners and other situations of GM only vehicles to share. Hmm. So this this is a big thing. Now, does it include 
car subscription? Like, do they have a subscription tier? I don't think so. Megan is maintaining its dual car sharing approach. It will continue to offer its own fleet of GM branded cars for rent. And then they're going to expand the peer-to-peer option to more cities, kind of like Toro. Okay. All right. So they got that going on. Um, Just big, big news. Uh, Let me see what else they got here. They're going to also open up their platform to what they call micro-fleet entrepreneurs (gasps) and add more services and expand its geographic footprint, including in Canada and other international markets. Now, I could see, we had talked about this before, where let's say I am a family-owned maybe dealership, used car lot, Mm -hmm. and I want to make some side money. Mm -hmm. So I buy up old leases, like just up leases, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would opt in to the Mavis. Maven. Maven. Yeah, because Mavis is a staple singer. Maven is GM's. You know, honestly, when I hear Mavis, I'm thinking Mavis Beacon, the typing. Uh-huh. That's what That's I'm it. thinking of. Anyway, so Maven, that I could cue into Maven mm-hmm. and become part of that. Con- this could be part of the cure for smaller towns right. and rural situations. We talked about that. People believe that uh, all this fancy-ancy mobility stuff is just for folks in big cities. Uh-huh. And ironically, some of the biggest opportunities are going to be in rural and because I, of the scarcity of transportation. I firmly believe that. I think that a lot of people, especially in you know small towns where to go to a city or a bigger town, you're talking about 40 miles. I really, truly believe that, I mean, it's not going to be necessarily your urban. It's going to be out there in your rural that's going to prove that this is going to work. Maven was launched in January 2016. Right. It's evolved in its two and a half years. Uh, It initially launched, it was initially launched as a car sharing service. Uh, It owns, it actually owns a fleet of GM vehicles and developed an app that let customers rent cars when they want for short periods of time. And that's kind of the car sharing thing. As mm-hmm. opposed to a rental car, longer than a rental car company, but shorter than a lease. Well, okay. So you're talking hours then. Could be. Um, and then last year, the company launched something they called Maven Reserve in LA and San Francisco. This allowed customers to rent its GM branded vehicles for a month at a time. And Ooh. then there's another program called Maven Gig that rents out vehicles to rideshare and delivery drivers who use apps like Instacart, Uber, Lyft, and even Uber Eats. Now, this has nothing to do with the, which one was it that they had their own like financing? Like they, they That was Uber, was and they that, shut that part down. Real quick. Because, yeah, because it found out the people, drivers are actually paying way more money. Yes, they were. And Uber was losing their shirt regardless. Yeah. Nobody won in that thing. Now, Maven's different in that it's doing... It's dual car approach. It still has its own fleet. Right. And it has the peer-to-peer thing, and it's allowing folks to bring in other vehicles. Okay. So how many members do you think this thing has? Active members right now? Yeah. Oh, I... Take a guess. Two and a half years. Take a guess. 1.2 million. Not quite that many. 200,000. 170,000. What, what? Okay. And... Using the peer-to-peer car sharing option to diversify its supply mm-hmm. and expand its market reach. Uh, quoting one of their officials, okay. cars are where our heritage is, but I'll tell you where else it's going to go. Um, there are a lot of assets out there such as boats. 
that are underutilized and could be monetized on a platform like Maven. Uh, you could take that further, and this is me, RVs, medium-duty <laughs> trucks. Uh, and then they got a little funny. They said, if at some point there's a UFO that you want shared and you want to be on the platform, it's going to do a job for somebody, we'll be able to put it on the platform. I mean, are there UFOs on there? Uh, they said there could be. I mean, I think that that's an existence. I mean, I think that that's, that's an admission I, of existence of a UFO. I don't know. There's no, there's no plans to go to Roswell, <laughs> from, what, from what I understand. <laughs> Um, really quick, okay. the, right before we go to the break, uh-huh. uh, here are some words for you. Elon Musk, pickup truck. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Pickup truck. Yes. Not big 18-wheeler people, pickup truck. Pick me up truck. Yeah. Look out, Bollinger. Are you really going to put him directly in I with am. my Bollinger? He's talking about a six-seater big truck with an option to four to 500 miles of range, and he said maybe even higher. When? Um, I need an ETA. Uh, he's talking about somewhere between the, the 18-wheeler and the Model Y. So maybe <sighs> in the next two years. I can't wait that long, though. I understand this. I mean, But they're talking about the Tesla pickup getting more resources, right. maybe, than the Tesla Semi. Okay. Well, you know what? In, in today's uh, truck-buying nation mm-hmm. that we happen to be in, mm-hmm. he might be. I mean, I could totally understand that. Uh, Twitter twi- uh, tweet from himself. The Twitterwin. The Twitterwin. Priority list is Model Y, solar roof tiles, pickup, semi, roadster. Pickup. So are we talking about like the HH, what was that? The H. The HHR versus the pickup. HHS. Is that, like, is that what we're talking no, about no, no, here? No, no, no. Like it's a roadster pickup? No, no. The roadster is one thing. Right. The pickup still oh, is something else. Oh, okay. All right. That, that is his... Um, criteria in terms of model y which is his suv all right solar roof tiles uh-huh then the pickup uh-huh then the big semi and then finally the roadsters last on the list so food for thought there um but just thought i'd throw that out there next up we introduce exactly what this new miracle substance is and more importantly how it's going to affect your life like it or not stay tuned Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are listening to Roadworthy Drive. Nineteen eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. For six straight years, the full-size pickup from GMC Truck has retained more of its original value than any other in America. That's why sales of the Sierra are growing faster than any other full-size pickup. And we intend to keep it that way in 1991 with these new Sierras. And in 92, GMC Truck, it's not just a truck anymore, it's quality on the road. If you're just joining us, you're tuned to Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester in studio with my vivacious co-host and show favorite, Sasha Little. Yay, I'm the favorite! Yeah, mommy always liked you best. (laughs) Thank you for dropping by. The magic substance that's gaining traction in the electric vehicle and renewable energy world is called graphene. Oh, my all-time favorite subject. Mm -hmm. No wonder you wouldn't let me into the pre- 
the production meeting. That's right, because I oh. knew you were just gonna lose your mind over it. Yes. Uh, for those astute listeners and fans of the show who have been with us for a few years, <laughs> yeah, that nagging thought at the back of your head is right. We have introduced you to graphene before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while, and with all the recent advances, uh, including a vehicle that gets its power in part from graphene, we thought it was time to bring you up to date. So this whole hour, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to start in this segment by talking about just what is graphene anyway. Oh, okay. Now, here's the thing. Mr. Chester. Yes. To what are you going to talk about graphene on a molecule level? No. Are you going to talk about graphene paint? Are you going to talk about graphene as a solid? Let, let's just start with the concept of graphene itself. Okay. And not necessarily its applications. Okay. Because I, I think it's important that people understand. That uh, this is a revolutionary piece of technology that will completely alter the way that we interchange with the world? It was originally invented, it was originally <laughs> discovered, not invented, in uh -huh. 1962. By accident. But, yes. But they didn't get serious about it and start to really look at it until 2004. Which is weird because it literally sat on somebody's back burner in a storehouse. It was a byproduct, and I forget what the actual is. shining a block of graphite. Right, and it was a byproduct of that process. They didn't think that it had any kind of worth. Somebody saved a sample. It sat on the back warehouse. Then somebody in 2004 was like stumbled across it in some reading and then started playing with it. Stronger than steel, thinner than paper. It could be the future of tech. You can melt it down and isolate it and put it into paint and then use that paint as a way to draw energy. Dubbed as a super material, graphene has researchers all over the world better scrambling to better understand it. Yep. Um, there are at least nine different amazing uses for graphene now. But first of all, let me just exactly explain graphene, the material. Okay. Uh, the simplest way to describe it is that it's a single thin layer of, believe it or not, graphite. Yes, it is. The soft, flaky material used... And pencil lead. And for those of you that don't know what pencil lead is. Stop it. Pencil. Stop it. I, a lot of people don't know, Sasha. Okay. If you have children, they tell you we need 24 number two lead pencils. They still use those in school? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. My God. Do they have dial phones too in the school system? <laughs> Probably. I'm just checking. I mean... I haven't used a lead pencil. I don't even remember. So I, I use lead pencils all the time. I love the sound of them on the oh paper. My God. Stop anyway, it. Anyway, uh, graphite is what they call an allotrope of the element carbon. That means that it possesses the same atoms, but they're arranged in a different way, giving the material different properties. Uh, to give you an example, diamonds um, are both diamonds and graphite are both forms of carbon, but they're different. Uh, diamonds are incredibly hard and useless and, 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 and ugh, graphite <laughs> is extremely brittle. These atoms for graphene, however, are arranged in what they call a hexagonal arrangement. Now we're not trying to get off into the weeds really hard, but it's important to note it is one car, one atom wide. It's yeah. that deep. It's thing is just thin. Now, Interestingly, when graphene is isolated from graphite, it takes on some miraculous properties. One atom thick, like I said. Oh. Strongest material. It has a tensile strength. Ready for this? Mm -hmm. 100 
times stronger than steel. Yes. I'm going to say that again. You know what? I think it's because it helps. It like tickles the tongue. 100 times hmm? stronger than, than steel. steel. Yeah. Um, it is strong. It's flexible, transparent, highly conductive. And we're going to get back to that a little later in the show. And most liquids and gases can't go through it except for one. Oxygen. Water. Really? Water. Now, see, I thought it was oxygen. So as a as a as the ultimate filter, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um it it seems like there's nothing that this material cannot do. It's now, almost crazy. In fact Isn't it also um didn't you also say that it is uh uh it is see through, it is joint um transparent. Transparent, yeah, sorry. No, I didn't say that. Um I said it was strong and that I said it will take that it will filter only water. Oh, no. I honestly thought that it was actually... Oh, I'm sorry. I did say that. I'm looking at my notes. It did say transparent. Right. But the part is highly conductive. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that I want you to put a pin in that because that's pin? major. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Uh-huh. Uh, the first isolated sample discovered in 2004 yeah. is in England. In fact, <laughs> they... It was so miraculous when they submitted their paper to be published, it was rejected three times. Because they did not believe uh-uh. the possibility of what they were actually saying. And in fact, when they actually had to have it approved, didn't they have to have the guy like right there? They were extremely skeptical. Yeah. Uh, but would you believe because of their research, they eventually were awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics in 2010. Yes, they were. So that's something to think about. Um. Just let me give you, let me run this down. These are just some of the uses. Uh, flexible electronics. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, it's that, so amazing. I mean, it totally <laughs> changes the whole thought of wearable electronic devices. Okay, now wait, 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 wait. Can I talk about the lights, the uh, switchless light switch? I'm going to let you hold that to the next segment because this whole hour is okay. about graphene. What, what? And I want to hit this. Okay. Uh, Solar cells? Yes. Graphene could be far better at converting solar energy with a projected 60% efficiency compared to the roughly 25% efficiency of the current silicon cells. Yep. Can you imagine what that would do? Uh, Semiconductors. uh, Highly conductive. Greatly increase the speed at which information travels. Two words, Sasha. Quantum computing. And you know I'm all about the quantum computing, though. Water filtration. We talked about that. Yes, we did. Tight uh, atomic bonds makes it impermeable for nearly all gases and liquids except water molecules. Water can evaporate through graphene while most other gases and liquids cannot. It could be an exceptional tool for filtration. Filtration. Uh, Imagine purifying sites of toxins, filtering out the toxins, yielding only water. Yeah. Um. This could be, or even changing, like uh, instead of reverse osmosis for places that are trying to develop fresh water from the ocean, using graphene for that. Uh, way less power because reverse osmosis takes a lot of energy. So food for thought for that. Coming up, we discuss graphene's potential as a renewable fuel. So exciting. Don't touch that dial. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. 
This is Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester in studio with Sasha Little. Thank you for tuning in. For those of you who want to learn more about us and the show, visit roadworthydrive.com. Listen to podcasts, past shows, discover a more intense conversation of some topics discussed during our regular segments, and so much more. If you're one of those who consider yourselves more than wedded to your cell phone, you can also find us on Google Play. You can also now find us on Podcast IA. We're glad to add that platform to our favorites. You should, too. Finally, for those of you who like us on Facebook, an additional treat, a regular social media-only feature on the Roadworthy Drive page called Wheels of Non-Consent. <laughs> I'll have Sasha explain it. Well, I, I honestly think at this point, regular is uh, a little stretch what? right now. Uh, it's probably been about, what, two weeks I've had what, a car? You know what? Um, uh, yeah, I guess I should give you the keys once in a while. You should. I yeah. mean, at, or at least leave them in a place where a certain someone, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, could borrow them. Yeah, well, you know what? Well, yes, I sir. think we had to send a tow truck out because you ran it out of gas the last time. <laughs> it was so fun. Back. Yeah, no. but it was 20 miles from the office. Right. The suits oh, were not appreciative. That's okay, but that Sequoia was getting like, you know, 20 feet per gallon. I mean, that was that was seriously. That was not my fault. Hey. You know, we warned you it would pull out gas tanks as you rolled by. You chose to roll anyway. Right. I'm just right. saying. But well, at, anyway, uh, the wheels of non-consent, my purpose in this is to basically allow people to understand what is available and what their money can buy them. Um, I like to take, um, as a working mom with children and multiple things that go in and out of the vehicle, you know, with dogs and children's and whatnots. Foods and... <laughs> right? I like to give, what can your money buy you? What's available out there that um, most people aren't aware of? Um, I think now I'm going to be doing segments. This is like what's in like the older vehicle that used to be state-of-the-art mm. as opposed to what's in there now. Hey, life. Life. But Pet you're doing it. On. Right? But you want to check me out on um, Snapchat and Instagram and, of course, Facebook. Uh, that is Tech with Sasha. Or you can watch the um, the videos that I post on RoadworthyDrive.com or Roadworthy Drive on Facebook. There you go. And that's Wheels of Non-Consent exclusively for those of you who follow us on social media. You don't want to miss it. Now, this hour, we're talking about a magical, mystical, oh-my-goodness substance that's honestly... In a process, in the next 10 to 15 years, is going to change the way you look at anything, be it from water filtration to electrical car, to electric cars to even the way electricity is generated and distributed. This material, this magic material we're talking about is absolutely. One of the major things, in this segment we're going to talk about graphene as a renewable fuel, but one of the things... One of the big things about graphene when it comes to mobility is the fact that it is super conductive. Yes. What that means, it's a material with no electrical resistance at all. And it's so invariable light and um, it's so incredibly light um, mm -hmm. as well as so incredibly strong. Mm -hmm. um, the possibilities, as one professor said, is literally endless with what this accident can you know can actually um can actually do now mit was doing some experiments that's right and when they ran electricity and they had it set up as an array 
Yep. It functioned as a superconductor. Yeah. Uh, which is phenomenal. Now, the challenge is that in order for it to be a superconductor, graphene has to be cooled to 1.7 degrees, that's Fahrenheit, folks, above <laughs> absolute zero. No, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. That's Celsius. I'm sorry. Ah. I got got confused. That's okay. Celsius. Right. Um, however, Does it make it any warmer? Not even close. <laughs> what they're hoping to do, however, is to find the superconductor that works at room temperature. That would change the world. It'd be phenomenal. Well, I mean, we used we reported and, in fact, did a blog on graphene mm-hmm. uh, about a year and a half ago. Right. And they were using as house structural paint. We um, talked about that in Britain. Yeah. The paint would be good for 100 years. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Right now, um, researchers are trying out all sorts of stuff with graphene, from light bulbs to bobby, body armor. One thing that I'd like to throw in there mm-hmm. is a conductive paint for a coil-based electric charging of like large trucks as they're going down the highway. Oh, Yeah. If you oh, had a yeah. lane painted maybe three miles, four miles in a graphene paint, yes. which does not wear, by the way. Exactly. Uh, and you can put electricity there. So they've got coils at the bottom of these electric trucks that could pick up or recharge without stopping at all. Uh huh. It'd be phenomenal. Well, what about, you know how we used to talk about the way that the uh, self-driving or the autonomous vehicles are seeing the road right now is with the paint, right? That's how... Right. Your lane keep assist is judging. So what if we used graphene paint, you know, the hundred year paint Mm -hmm. on our roads? So that way it was almost a constant. Well, I think you'd want it in stretches. I don't think there'd be some other risk of if you were crossing a road that was painted in graphene, would you be subject to electric shock being a superconductive where I'm thinking, you know, interstate. Is that really a problem? I mean, could be. We could send a few test no, subjects out there. No, no, Sasha. We're not going <laughs> to electrocute people. Um, but let me let me talk about. We're talking about renewable fuels and right. graphene, carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. Three elements obtained by taking apart the molecules of carbon dioxide, greenhouse gas, global warming, right, uh, right, climate change. Excuse me, water. The <laughs> same elements are the building blocks of chemical substances used for fuel. Now, imagine if you could use graphene in that conversion to to use carbon dioxide and water to create a renewable fuel and kill two birds with one stone. Generate, wa- generate water. You're right. Uh-huh. And have a fuel. That's killing multiple birds with Indeed. one stone. Indeed. I mean, I mean, this the graphene... As an idea and as a premise and as a practice has the ability to kill off a lot of birds mm-hmm. with just one pebble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Uh, may I also throw into this that researchers have now found a way to remove, uh, found, I'm sorry, found a way to create graphene at a carefully controlled temperature. They're making progress towards room temperature. They're not <sighs> there yet, but they're making it. I'm and telling they expect, you. They expect to get there. Right. Can you imagine um, electric lines with zero energy loss, mm-hmm. high-speed trains that float on a magnetic field? I mean, the possibilities for this stuff is endless. As we've talked about. I mean, it literally is endless. Mm-hmm. You know, we're excited about graphene because, honestly, 
Uh, they even developed, and we'll talk about it in the last segment, okay. a graphene polymer battery that has an incredible range oh. and incredible recharging in minutes. And I don't even oh. mean 10 minutes. Oh, All of that stuff is coming. And not in 30 years, not in 40 years. Uh, Next week. 10 to 15 years, actually. <sighs> it's coming. All right. And it's coming fast. So when we come back, finally, there is right now a vehicle on the road that is powered by graphene, sort of. See what advantages are in store for this new power source. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is the cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. This is the fourth and final segment of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester in studio with Sasha Little, and we're talking about graphene, the substance that promises to turn the electrical, the electric vehicle industry, as well as several others, on its collective head. Okay, but not just the electric vehicle. Right, I mean, but notice I said, and general. several others industries. Everything others. Could be. Aside from like eating fruit and having, you know, like a nice cool glass of wine on a summer day, it's going to Why are you affect- hating on the fruit? I mean, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Before we get back to the conversation, a programming note, we have a brand new segment of Tech with Sasha for a second hour. If your favorite station doesn't carry our number two, no worries. You can listen to it on our website, which is roadworthydrive.com. And trust me, it will be well worth the effort. Uh, Sasha, what are you talking about uh, in second hour? Okay. So in second hour, it is, again, one of my all-time passions. I am talking about STEM education, which you're going to have to tune in to know what that is, and what different industries are actually getting behind this and helping our schools. And more importantly, holiday season is just around the corner. What can you do with your toddler? What toys are available out there to will teach your toddler the skill set that are going to be needed in an autonomous world. Ain't that a little early? I mean, I'm thinking maybe four or five-year-olds. You know, they have said, studies have shown that the ideal age to teach a child a second and third language mm-hmm. is actually two to three. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay, coding. Uh, that's Tech with Sasha for our second hour. You're going to want to check that out. Now, earlier this hour, we explained to you what graphene is and how it could be used as in a renewable fuel. For this final segment, we discuss how it's being used in configuration uh, with a battery electric truck, amongst others, and some other applications that are either here or coming really soon. And as they say, the possibilities are endless. Um, we're talking about a company in China. I'm sorry. A company, uh, it's a startup from Singapore that showed their new electric truck uh, in China at an auto show. Now, they developed the chassis of this electric van and small e-truck together with Daimler. And yes, that's Daimler-Benz of Mercedes-Benz. And a company called Photon, that's F-O-T-O-N. Um, and a company called eSynergy, which really brings the magic to how this thing is working. Uh, to power these light commercial trucks, they're going to use something called a graphene-infused supercapacitor uh, technology. It gives you what they call unrivaled range. Uh, now, bear in mind, this is for a delivery truck. 
And right now, if you're looking in America and in England and elsewhere, right now the average delivery truck, think FedEx or you know whatever is delivering to the home as far as delivery, is roughly 100 miles right now. These are talking about two over 200 miles for their van and for their electric truck, 186 miles. Uh, may I mention graphene-infused supercapacitor? Why does that matter? Because, number one, uh, it charges quick relative to its mileage right now, less than two hours. Uh, they're going to give you a five-year warranty with a 124,000-mile warranty. And this thing has a payload of two and a half tons plus, which is pretty amazing when you consider all of that. Um, now, I understand uh, for a retail car or retail vehicle, uh, 205 miles may not sound like much. But for a delivery truck with a recharge time, fully charge it two hours. Uh, and what was the range on that? 205 miles. Wow. For a delivery truck with a yeah. payload of two and a half tons. And does that include the stop and go acceleration, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make oh, yeah. sure because much like with gas mileage, if you're you know, straight on the highway, you get better if you're stopping and going. But not so much with any electric vehicle because the stop and go is moot. You have 100% of the torque, 100% of the power from mm -hmm. zero. Oh, I knew that. I just I know you, to you say knew that, that Sasha. <laughs> I know you knew that. Um, this particular vehicle's coming to the United States, uh, May of next year. They're going to offer it for sale in China starting this coming February, literally three to four months from now. But as they say, that's not all. Um, they're currently also developing um, a graphene battery. Yeah, I'm going to let that sink in. A graphene battery? Battery. Tesla's working on one. Uh, can be charged. Are you ready for this? Oh, oh. Five times faster. Now, when they say five times faster, are they literally talking like 10 minutes? Uh, <laughs> literally a couple of minutes. A couple of... Now, will it need a special charging? That they haven't talked about. But okay. think about this. Right now, we're talking about DC fast chargers that are now uh, coming coming online across the United States. What does this thing mean? If you have a graphene-infused battery that can recharge that and have these crazy mileage ranges. And may I add also, because it's graphene-infused, the size of the battery, the weight of the battery, the batteries are lighter, the batteries are smaller, and the mileage is even further. To give you one example, there is a um, Spanish battery company that... That I that unveiled last year, we're talking 2017, a graphene polymer battery that could let ve electric vehicles drive up to, you ready for this, Sasha? What do you got? 497 miles on a single charge. What? 400? I would have And to wait a minute, it. wait a minute. Okay. The battery could also be theoretically charged in only a few minutes. I'll take it. And how much do they need? Wait for a the minute. Deposit? And the battery is capable of charging and discharging approximately thirty-three times faster than a regular lithium-ion battery, meaning more power when you need it on demand. Wow. Yeah, I'm letting that sink in, folks. That's what we're talking about I mean, when we talk about graphene. It wow. is just that crazy. 
Um, Tesla's working with it. Other automakers are looking at it. Um, to give you an idea, when you're talking about like solar panels, um, electric transport through graphene is a thousand times better than silicon. It is. Uh, it can conduct electricity thirty five percent better than even copper. So when you're starting to look at these things, if they can get the price down, if they can get uh, mass quantities of graphene, which seems to be the challenge right now for getting that put together, uh, quite possibly graphene may in fact be the holy grail that the industry is looking for in terms of ease of use, packaging, recharging, range, the whole bit. So, and again, not talking 10 or 20 years, not talking 20, 30 years from now, talking five to 10 years from now. This wraps up our primer about graphene. And if you can catch it again, roadworthydrive.com. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This has been Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.